Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Woo! Are you guys excited you came to church today? Do you guys like the new song they did? I like the new song. In the name of Jesus, giants are defeated. In the name of Jesus, every single mountain has to move. Not 95% of the mountains, every single mountain has to move. He's faithful to his promise. He's gonna finish what he started. Did you know the Bible says he's the author and finisher of our faith? That means he is, um, I don't want to get ahead of myself what I'm going to be preaching today, but that means he started something in you and he's going to complete it in you. Yes. Amen. Yes. Awesome. Well, I think before we, we get going here, I, I, I want to be done a little early because it's Help Sunday and I want to be sure um, we all have an opportunity to go out and see all the different departments that um, could use some help and that we have an opportunity today to, to fill those and to help the house of God. Amen. All right, so let's pray. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for uh, this time. There will never be another service. There'll never be another meeting like this, Lord. So um, as I've prayed before this, I just um, continue to declare and decree that my words will be straight from heaven, Father God. Help me to avoid saying my opinion, but help me to speak your word and your truth and with power, Lord. Not just empty words, but words with power, Lord. Help the people to have ears to hear and eyes to see what you have for them. I thank you that lives are being changed today. Lives, that, lives are being changed in here. Lives are, be, are being changed online. And for people who will watch this message in the future, their lives will be changed too. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Say, I purpose, I purpose. To, be to be a doer of the word. Of the amen. All right, so how many of you are ready for fall? Yeah. Woo! Oh, wow, we got some fall people in here. Okay, okay. Let's just say, uh, ready or not, it's here because my wife decorated our house in fall, yes, with fall decor. So I really didn't have a choice. Um, I am now ready for fall. My house says I'm ready for fall, so therefore I am ready for fall. Uh, and uh, that... It's, it's kind of funny when you, if you've lived in the valley for any sort of number of years, it's like one storm always like seems to change the season. So I'm thinking yesterday's storm kind of changed and I don't think we're going to see any more 90, 100 degree weather days. So if it happens, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> prophesy in Jesus name. So uh, cool. We got some fall people. Um, I like fall because it's, it's like has a cozy feeling to it, right? Like you can kind of snuggle up on the couch, drink some hot cocoa, you know, watch a movie, um, hopefully not get mad at your kids too much. Um, but the flip side of it is it starts to get darker sooner. Um, we like to take walks almost every evening and you can tell seasons are changing because we have to keep going sooner and sooner and sooner and sooner and sooner. So fall's definitely coming. So I like fall, you all seem to like fall, so I'm in good company. That has nothing to do with my message, I just wanted to know how much you guys like fall. Um, so how many of you have been here the last few times that I've been preaching? What have I been preaching on? Favor. Favor, good job. I should bring some money next time for the first person who says it, 
and uh, dish it out. Oh, yeah, we got some people over here. Yep. It's not going to be an auction either. It's like 50, 100, 150, yeah. I'm not going to bring multiple amounts of money. So it might just be, it might be $1, so. But yeah, good job, good job, class. We've been talking on favor. How many of you could use some more favor? Has any of you peaked in the amount of favor that you can receive? If you have, I will go sit down and I will let you preach the message because I need that. No, 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 no. The favor of God is inexhaustible. And we can always come up, right? So we're going to go to our scripture reference that we've been basing the foundation of this message on, Hebrews 4.16. I'm reading out of the New King James, Hebrews 4.16. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For those of you who've heard the last few messages, uh, um, the word grace here, you know, is translated um, in the Greek as charis. Charis also means favor. So anytime you see the word favor in the New Testament, not the Old Testament, in the New Testament, anytime you see the word favor, you can put the word grace. And anytime you see the word grace, you can put the word favor. So we can say it like this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of favor, that we may obtain mercy and find favor to help in our time of need. You know, I was reading this passage yesterday as I was uh, studying for today's message, and something that I found within myself, and I think within a lot of you guys, is I don't think that's always our first inclination. I don't think that's always our first step in our time of need. Would you, would you say, like, flesh-wise, our body, that's not our first desire to do that? What's, what's the first thing? Figure it out on my own right? Your brain immediately starts to go, I I am guilty of this. (laughs) Very much so. I start to figure out, okay, how can I fix that? How can I do this? And, you know, maybe minutes have gone by, hours, even days have gone by, and I haven't even taken it to the throne of God to ask him what he wants in that situation. I have wasted all of, I've wasted all sorts of time, thinking, I've made myself tired, worry starts to set in, all because why? I did not come boldly to the throne of favor. So that should, we need to check ourselves, discipline ourselves to be sure that our first step, our first order of business when something arises is to what? Go to the throne of favor. Amen? Isn't that what it says? Put it back up on the screen. It says that we may obtain mercy. How many of you need mercy (laughs) when you mess up? And find favor to help and when your time of need. You know, you're probably going to have a time of need later today. Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow. For sure, probably this week, you'll, you're going to come across something that you're going to need help in. What should be your first thought? What should be your first thing to do? Come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen? So I challenge you to do that this week. I challenge you to put this into practice. You know, it's easy to come to church to hear about and you're like, oh yeah, that's great. And then all of a sudden Tuesday comes around and something comes up and it's not as easy. So I challenge you, keep this in your mind. When something comes up, take it to the throne because guess what? You have access to it. Did you know before Jesus, nobody really had access to the throne of grace. It's because of what he did And if you're a born-again believer, child of God, you have unlimited access anytime you want 
to the throne of grace. Amen? Is that good or what? So the only person that can stop you from this is you. The only person that can keep you from doing this is you. Your spouse can't, your kids can't, not even God can because you always have access. Not even Satan can. Do you know that? You have unlimited access to the throne because God has granted it to you. Amen? So I sense today that this sermon is gonna help people who have maybe been struggling with the question, why hasn't God given me more? Has anybody ever thought that? Hey, Lord, why, why haven't you entrusted me with more? I think I've asked myself that. I think many of you have asked yourselves that. Well, God, why, ha- why haven't I received this? Well, I believe today is gonna answer that question. I don't know if not everybody's in the same situation, but I believe this is an answer to many people's uh, question concerning that matter. So you guys expecting? Yes. You guys expecting? Yes. Did you know I could preach the best sermon and it not do anything for anybody in here? You have a part just as much as I have a part. So I'm expecting that you're expecting, that I'm expecting, that they're expecting. There's a lot of expecting happening, okay? So I've noticed there's been to seem a shift now and the kinds of messages that uh, on favor that the Lord has given me. The first five or six had to do with God's favor, just us being aware of it and what it can do for us. Well, starting with last time, which what did I preach on last time? Tithing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is tithing? Our response to favor. But tithing is something we do, right? And it's something that we do to, uh, th- that opens up another vein of favor for our lives. Amen? So today's going to kind of be the same thing. So I see a shift now. I'm going to start preaching more on how can we obtain more favor. Do you know there's things we can do to obtain more favor? Amen? And this is not a works thing. This is not something that you earn. I want to get that straight now. This is not something you earn. But there are things, biblical principles, that you can do that will allow more favor into your life. Amen? So I need to get that straight. This isn't where you do this and you get that. It's not a works thing. It's just you opening the door for God to pour more favor into your life. Does that make sense? Okay, we need to get going here. Goodness gracious, you guys are expecting. All right, let's go to our um, scripture that we'll be talking about today. It's Proverbs 3, verse 3. And I'm going to be reading this out of the New Living Translation. So Proverbs 3, verse 3, and we're going to go 3 and 4. And this is the New Living. It says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck. Write them deep within your heart. Next verse. Then you will find favor with both God and people. Both God and people. And you will earn a good reputation. Wow, that sounds really good. You mean there's something that I can do to find favor with God and people? and have a good reputation? Whoa. Let's read it out of the ESV, the English Standard Version. 
It says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. How many of you want to find good success? So today I want to talk to you about favor to the faithful. Favor to the faithful. You know, faithfulness is something that seems to be getting lost more and more in our society. Would you say so? Um, But how many of you know that doesn't mean it should get lost in the church? (laughs) We don't go off of the world. We don't base our principles, our morals off the world. We base it off the word of God, right? And just because there's a decrease of something in the world that's biblical, that's godly, doesn't mean it should go down in the church. In fact, the less you see of something in the world that's godly and biblical, the brighter that thing should shine in the church. Amen? So as faithfulness is going down in the world, there should be a rise of faithfulness in the church. Amen? Again, I'm going to say it. The world is not our standard of living. The word of God is. Amen? If Jesus is your Lord, I'm talking to people that say Jesus is their Lord, to Christians. I'm not talking to worldly people. I'm talking to Christians. Um, but it, it's actually a vital characteristic of the Father. Faithfulness. Therefore, it should be of us, Right? The Bible says we are to be imitators of God, ambassadors of Christ. So we should be acting how he acts, right? And how many know God is a faithful God? We're gonna dig into that in a little bit, but how many know he is faithful? Therefore, we should be faithful. faithful. Say it one more time. We should be faithful, faithful. Faithful. Then if you have a new King James, yeah, put the new King James up there. Let's, let's, Let's read what that says says something a little bit different, but not too much. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. So there's a lot of different words going on here, right? New King James using mercy and truth. Um, New Living is using loyalty and kindness. ESV is using steadfast love and faithfulness. So what is it? I was like, wow, that's quite a lot of different translations of of these words. But as I dug a little deeper, the Hebrew words that um, that these are describing, like mercy and truth, steadfast love, faithfulness, loyalty, kindness, they actually mean all of them and actually more. These two Hebrew words mean quite a, quite a lot. So some of the other words are sureness, reliability, stability, continuance, and goodness. So you could put any of those words as well into the verse and you'd be fine. So you could say, let not um, reliability and goodness forsake you. Let not sureness and stability forsake you. Let not goodness and continuance forsake you. And all those words, I think another word we could put in there is consistency. Consistency. You know, it's one thing uh, to be up here and to say something. 
oh, you should do this. But if I'm not doing it, and if I'm not being consistent in what I'm saying, either as a preacher, as a parent, as a leader, how many of you know your credibility goes down, right? It's how many of you think it's very important to be consistent, to have a good reputation, as the word says, amen? So this is something we need to be. Being, being loyal and kind always will ensure that you always have favor with God and people. I'm gonna be focused more on the people part right now. It will ensure you always have favor with people. Somebody say people. Here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean you always won't have problems with people. <laughs> Just going to get that out there. Sometimes uh, you hear things like this and you think you're never going to have any issues or problems. That is inaccurate. <laughs> that is inaccurate. But what it does mean is that you will have favor in any situation. So say those people aren't treating you right. God can, will turn it around for your good. Amen. Because I'm looking at a lot of people who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And if you're walking in your purpose, you're being faithful. Amen? So loyalty and kindness will always, if we always walk in that, we will always have favor with people. Amen? So the Bible instructs us to bind these around our neck. So anybody ever walked a dog before? You have them on a leash and they either have a collar that you put the leash on or they have a body thing, body harness. Yeah, 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 that thing. That's what Grover had. And uh, why, why do we put them on a leash? Why? So that way they don't go too far away. So they, wherever we go, they go. And if you're like some people, wherever the dog goes, they go. <laughs> you see some um, older people who have, or young kids who are have a big dog, they're walking a big dog. It's not them leading the dog, it's the dog leading them. <laughs> but guess what? Wherever one goes, the other goes. Why? Because they've, it's been bound around their neck, it's been bound to them, they're attached. It also says write them on the tablet of your heart. Think about that for a second, write them on the tablet of your heart. What was a tablet back in, back in the Bible days? Stone. So if you wrote something on stone, that's above permanent marker. <laughs> if you wrote something on stone and you messed up, it was done. Go get a new stone or something because it's written there. There's no whiteout. There's no eraser, right? But the principle is it's permanent. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So this is something that should be etched in you permanently permanently, not Monday through Friday, and you skip the weekends. No, no, no. This is 24-7, seven days a week, all the time, permanently. Loyalty, kindness, faithfulness, faithfulness, steadfast love, all the time. Somebody say all the time. All the time. So here's my first point. Kindness and faithfulness need to be attached to us, needs to be in the very fabric of our DNA. And did you know if you're born again, which I'm looking at quite a few people who are, it's in your DNA to be this. It's already in you to be faithful. It's already in you to be kind. It's already in you to be loyal. It's already in you. 
I wanna make that clear. This isn't something you obtain after the fact that you're already born again. No, 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 you obtained it the moment you got born again. But guess what? We have to walk it out. We have to practice it out, right? Because not all of our being is born again. Our, our body isn't born again. When you got born again, you still look the same, right? Still have the same hair color. Well, I guess it depends how long ago you got born again, but you know, it's still the same, right? You still smell the same. Your mind didn't get born again. You'll still have interesting, crazy thoughts sometimes try to infiltrate your mind. But the real you, the unseen you, got born again. And that person is faithful. That person is loyal. So when I say you are faithful, you are loyal, I'm not talking about the you yesterday that maybe that wasn't. I was ta- I'm talking to the you that's in you that already is that. Amen? Amen? So another way of, of thinking about this, um, I heard somebody else say this. I thought it was really good. So we are saved by grace through faith, right? It's not, if you hear somebody say, I'm saved by grace, that's an incomplete statement. If you hear somebody say, I'm saved by faith, that's an incomplete statement because you are saved by grace through faith. Amen? So think about it this way. If we are saved by grace through faith, we should therefore be gracious and faithful. Amen? If we are saved by grace through faith, we should be the most gracious people on the planet and we should be the most faithful people on the planet. By grace, through faith, gracious, faithful. I think some of, some of you right now are like, oh, Lord Jesus. It's not gracious to that guy who cut me off on Friday. Guess what, guess what, guess what? That's why we got the blood of Jesus. And that's why we can come boldly to the throne of grace to what? Obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. Don't, don't look at what you have been. Look at what you could be. Amen? Okay, let's, let's keep moving here. Proverbs 28.20. I love the book of Proverbs. I do my best. I'm not as consistent as I should be, but I, I do my best to read a proverb a day. And you should too. It's a great book. Proverbs 28.20. I'm going to do this out of the New King James. Proverbs 28.20. It says, a faithful man. What kind of man? A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Let's read it out of the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation says, life's blessings will drench the honest and faithful person, but punishment rains down upon the greedy and dishonest. Life's blessings drench. Think about a drenching. Been out in a torrential rain pour, you don't come back in dry. Or if you're in the shower, that you're getting drenched, right? That's what happens to the blessings of God when you walk in faithfulness. Drenching you. Does that sound like something you can escape? No. <laughs> Does it sound like, oh, I'm out of the drenching? No, 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 no. If you're walking in faithfulness, there's nowhere you can go where the favor of God won't find you, where the blessings of God won't drench you. 
Amen? So that's my, that's my second point. Faithfulness is a magnet for favor. Faithfulness is a magnet for favor. It will automatically attach itself to you when you're walking in faithfulness. You don't even have to do anything else. And I'm gonna define what faithfulness is later, so that way y'all are like, well, what, what is faithfulness? It'd be helpful if he said what is faithfulness, so that way I could do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what it is later. But I, w- I wanna get this down. It's a magnet for favor. Isn't that what Proverbs 28.20 says? A faithful man will abound with blessings. That sounds like if you're faithful, this will happen. You will abound with blessings. Does that mean skimpy? No. When something's abounding, you know, we say your cup overflows. So like you keep pouring and you're not paying attention and all of a sudden you have water, milk, uh, whatever liquid you're pouring, it's all over the place. It abounded. That's that. How many of you like to abound with blessings? Amen. Have more than enough. And guess what? The more than enough is not just for you. Who's it for? Your neighbor? Your enemy? Huh? You need to have more than enough for others. Because if you have just enough for you, you have nothing to give. But how many know another characteristic of God is that he's a giver? So we need this favor on our lives to be a blessing to others. Amen? It is impossible for God's favor to not find you when you are truly being faithful. Really, it's sowing and reaping, right? You sow faithfulness, what, what are you gonna be reaping? Favor. So maybe you need some favor in your life. I think your answer is sow more faithfulness. Sow it. And you will reap this. The Bible says you will. How many of you believe the Bible? Not just parts of the Bible, all the Bible. Amen? Amen. I want to read these scriptures. It's going to start in verse Exodus 34. You don't have to turn there. They're going to put them on the screen. And we're going to start. It's about four of them. But I want to highlight something here. It says, The Lord passed in front of Moses calling out, so this is the Lord talking, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. Woo! How many thankful we serve a God that's compassionate and merciful? (laughs) I am thankful. Man, I've messed up big time. And I'm glad that he is a God of compassion and mercy. He is slow to anger and filled with un failing love and what faithfulness he is filled with unfailing love and faithfulness go to psalm 25:10 it says the lord leads with what unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his commands let's keep going psalm 117:2 for his unfailing love for us is powerful. Woo! How many of you would say the love of God is the most powerful force in all of creation? Amen? The Lord's what? 
faithfulness endures forever. And just in case you didn't get the hint, let's go to Lamentations 3, 22. It says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. We should say that together, ready? The faithful love of the Lord never ends. Never ends. It is unending. It has no beginning and it has no end. He just is this. His mercies never cease. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. Every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. How do we describe his faithfulness? Great. Is it small faithfulness? Is it minuscule faithfulness? No, it's great faithfulness. Great faithfulness. What I wanted to highlight here is you can't truly be faithful by leaning on your own faithfulness. And that's my third point. You need to lean on the faithfulness of God. See, this gets it out of the, uh, out of the work zone. You're not earning anything by being faithful. Why? Because you can't truly be the kind of faithful person you need to be without leaning on the faithfulness that he gave you. The very fact that you can be faithful is only because he gave you his faithfulness. He gave you his faithfulness. His faithfulness. I just gave you four scriptures, and there's a ton more, I should add, about the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. So what does that mean? That means when he says something, he will do it. He will do it. If the Bible says something that he will do, what, you sh- what should you do? Believe it? Right? I mean, think about, think about it, and naturally speaking, because doubt comes to all of us, right? I have a feeling a lot of people today maybe struggled with doubt on the way to church even, or this weekend. But think about it. If, if, if he's truly a God who can never lie, who is faithful always, why would we have any reason to doubt? Yeah. Think about it. It doesn't make sense, Right? but this is something we all struggle with. Why? Well, we live in a fallen world, right? But if you were to take that all out, if you were to take our flesh out, all the thoughts, demons, everything out, would we really have any reason to doubt his faithfulness and what he said? No, right? He's proven it time and time and time and time again. Just read the Old Testament and, and the New Testament too, but how many stories are in there of the faithfulness of God? When things look like they wouldn't work out, he stepped in and saved them. Why? Because great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. You see, some of you, I think, have given up on what God has told you. But I'm here to encourage you today. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. He is the author, like I said at the beginning, and finisher of our faith. So therefore, if he started something, if he told you something, 
what's going to happen? He's going to finish it. Amen? I don't care what it looks like right now. I don't care if you're in the midst of a circumstance or a situation where it looks like there's no way this is going to get finished. But I'm here to tell you today that great is his faithfulness and he will finish it. It may not happen in the time you think, but guess what? Great is his faithfulness. I'm sure Joseph didn't expect it was going to take, I think, 15 years from the time he had the dream, you know, and told his brothers, hey, you know, I had this dream and you're all going to bow down to me and worship me and blah, 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 blah. I don't think he said worship, but they're all going to bow down to me. And I uh, told his dad that, yeah, that, that, that was not accurate in the timing. Was it still going to happen though? Yes, because great is his faithfulness. Uh, Abraham, hello. How long did he have to wait? A really long time. I mean, the man was having a kid at 100. I mean, that's a miracle, right? Now, did it happen when he thought it was going to happen? No, because <laughs> guess what? He got a little antsy. I don't know how old he was. I think he was probably about 85, 90, somewhere in there. He got a little antsy, right? He's like, wow, I'm getting kind of old. You know, I, I, I don't know if God knows that I'm getting kind of old, but I think we kind of need to speed this process up a little bit. And what happened? He birthed Ishmael. Ishmael. See, we have to be sure we don't rush the promises of God. Amen? We don't rush what he told us. And you have, to, you, have to, you have to remember, I'm talking more about calling and purpose here, not when the enemy attacks you with sickness or disease or lack or anything like that. That's, there's a distinction there, okay? I'm talking about when it comes to calling. I'm talking when it comes to purpose. There's a waiting that happens, right? King David. Look at King David. How, I don't know how long he had to wait, but it was... He was, it was a while, right, Bef from the time that he got anointed by Samuel to the time he actually took the throne. And in that time frame, he's not like in even in a house. He's in caves. He's in the wilderness. I mean, you know, it would have been really easy to doubt the faithfulness of God. Really easy, right? But guess what? Great is his faithfulness. Great is it. And did it happen? Did David get into the, into the palace? Did he become king? Yes. Did it happen when he thought it would? Or how he thought it would? No, no. The, the, his predecessor tried to kill him. Yeah. But did you know David was still faithful to him? Not in the capacity that he could have been because that was Saul's fault, right? He was trying to kill him. But David had a chance to kill Saul. And he didn't. Why? Because he was still faithful to him. Not because of what Saul was doing, but because of the position he was in. He was God's anointed, he called him. He said, I will not touch God's anointed. Why do you think so many good things happened to, to David and how, he was, how the lineage of the Messiah came through him? Because David's one of the most faithful people who ever walked the planet. Did he mess up? Yeah! Messed up royally. He blew it. But he got back up. You hear me? He got back up. You guys need to get back up. 
Don't stay down. If you stay down, the enemy will just keep kicking you. Guess what? Because he doesn't fight fair, right? How many of you have ever experienced that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will uh, kidney punch you. He'll hit you in the back of the head. He doesn't care. He'll bite your ear off. (laughs) 90s reference. Um, (laughs) But what am I trying to say? The enemy doesn't fight fair. But guess what? It doesn't matter how unfair he fights. If you're walking in the faithfulness of God, favor will always find you. Favor will always find you. You will always fulfill your purpose and your calling if you're walking in faithfulness. It's a promise. And guess what? Great is his faithfulness. Come on, we need to say that together. Ready? Great is his faithfulness. Again, great is his faithfulness. Oh, one more time. Great is his faithfulness. Are you guys getting it? Are you guys comprehending that he is faithful? He is faithful. He doesn't ask us to do something that he's not willing to do. He is faithful. He is faithful. Hallelujah. So now we get to what is faithfulness? You ready for this? What is faithfulness? Kind of need to know so I can kind of do what you're saying to do. Faithfulness is being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there, how you're supposed to be there, increasing what you've been given there. All right? So if you're writing, taking notes, it's being where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, how you're supposed to be there, increasing what you've been given there. Okay? So we'll go through each one. Faithfulness is being where you're supposed to be. So let's just, uh, and this applies to your job at home. You know, if you're going to a birthday party, I'm just going to use serving on the helps team as the example here. So being where you're supposed to be. So if you're um, a children's worker, being where you're supposed to be, you need to be where Miss Sarah told you to be, right? So if you're working in first through fifth and you go to nursery, that's not being faithful, right? Because you showed up to the wrong spot. Or if you're working in children's and you're out there serving on the parking lot team, uh, that's not being where you're supposed to be, right? So it's being where you're supposed to be. Number two, when you are supposed to be there. When you are supposed to be there. So if you're working in children's church and you're supposed to be there half hour early, when you show up at 940, Is that being there when you're supposed to be there? No. What about your job? Supposed to be there at nine and you show up at 9.05, is that being there when you're supposed to be there? No. What about a birthday party? (laughs) You you, you say you're going to be there at 2.30, but you show up at 3.30, is that being faithful? No. No. It's not. Number three, how you're supposed to be there. How you're supposed to be there. Okay, so say you show up where you're supposed to be. Show up in children's church at 9.30. You show up when you're supposed to be there. Like, sorry, I did them both. You're children's church at 9.30, so you're there where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be. But if you're not there, how you're supposed to be there, which is awake, (laughs) alert, 
have clothes on, you know, like brush your teeth, prepared, whatever the, the circumstance or the um, situation may be on your job or, you know, if you're only getting two hours of sleep and you have an eight hour day the next day, is that being at your job how you're supposed to be there, right? Or take it into parenting. If you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, taking the amount of rest you need and you're parenting in a negative way, grumpy, mad, angry, is that being a parent how you're supposed to be a parent? No. See, I'm trying to hit all the different areas, not just serving or working. This, This applies to every area of our life. With your spouse, right? I think a lot of tension happens when we aren't faithful, and I'm not talking about adult, adultery or anything like that, but yes, that's being unfaithful, obviously. I'm talking about when you say, you set a time, hey, let's go to dinner at 6.30 Thursday night. So 6.30 Thursday night comes, you're still not even back at the house yet where you're supposed to go before you're supposed to go to the restaurant. Is that being faithful? No, because you're not there when you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to be, because you probably still need a shower, and you're not being faithful, right? Number four, it's increasing what you've been given there. So it's not just enough to maintain something. You need to make it better. You need to, right? This, you need to increase it, right? The parable of the talents, well done, good and faithful servant. Well, what was the, what made them receive that word? Well done, good and faithful. They multiplied what they had been given, except the guy that was given one talent. He's the only one who didn't multiply what was given to him. And did he get the well done, good and faithful servant? No. He he didn't even like steal it. He didn't, misplace it. No, he just hit it into the ground. He just maintained it. See, when you're given something, you need to make it better than it was when you first took it over. Amen. The job you're, you're, you're on right now, you need to make it better than when you first started. You need to increase it. Another way of saying it too is go the extra mile, go the extra mile. Okay, let's not even, a mile may seem a little like, whoa, extra mile. Just go another two steps, right? You know, pastors use this, you know, if, when you were younger or maybe you ask your kids to take out the, the, the trash, right? Well, say they go out and do it. They did it when they were supposed to, how they were supposed to do it, when they were supposed to do it, but they didn't do it with a good attitude. Is that faithfulness? No, 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 no. Because see, how you're supposed to do it is also with a good attitude. Amen? Now, if they're asking you to sin or something, yeah, we we probably don't do that, right? (laughs) But guess what? Just because we don't want to do something, but it's still something we should do, how we do it is just as important as when we do it and where we do it. Amen? All these things work together. Not one of these things you can be deficient in because then it's not truly faithfulness. Amen? So one more time. Faithfulness is being where you're supposed to be, 
when you're supposed to be there, how you're supposed to be there, increasing what you've been given there. That's faithfulness. And I tell you what, if you're faithful, life's blessings, the blessings of God will drench you, overtake you. There will be no place that you can go that the favor of God will not find you. This is something you can do to increase the amount of favor on your life. This is something you can do, not your spouse, not your kids, not God. This is something you can do. And guess what? Maybe you're looking back and replaying a bunch of times you haven't been faithful. Repent, just repent. Plead the blood of Jesus, ask for forgiveness. And that's why I wanted to be sure that you knew that you need to lean on his faithfulness. His faithfulness. And his faithfulness is already on the inside of you. It's etched into your heart. You need to walk it out. The Bible says, work out your own salvation. You need to work it out. You need to walk it out. Amen? You need to do it. Say, I need to do it. Say, I can do it. And I will do it. I'm looking at a bunch of faithful people this morning. Don't look like this, look like this. Because you are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. Say, I am faithful. You are faithful. And guess what? I believe after today, there's going to be an increase of faithfulness. There's going to be an increase of faithfulness in your lives. And guess what? When there's an increase of faithfulness, there's an increase of favor on your life. Why? Because God can trust you more. See, God loves you unconditionally. That doesn't mean he can trust you unconditionally. Amen? And that's not a negative statement. That's actually protection, right? So Judah is my two-year-old, and we're gonna wrap this up here. Judah's my two-year-old. Yeah, he's, praise the Lord, Judah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's just say he has wiped, I'm just gonna say he's wiped poop on his playroom about four times already. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> would it be smart of me to hand him the keys to my car? Why? Because he hasn't proven faithful in it. He hasn't even proven faithful yet that he can go to the bathroom in the right area, you know, and not play with it. So why would, why would I give him the keys to the car? It's funny, but it's true. It's like, you know, that's why I said at the beginning, maybe you've been asked, the, you've been asked yourself the question, why hasn't God given me more? Well, how has your faithfulness been? It would, it would, he would not be a good father if he gave you the keys to something that you are not capable yet of handling. And a big area where we mess up in this Our mouth, our mouth. That's where we mess up a lot in it. Every time you make a statement that's um, against his faithfulness, God, why hasn't this um, shown up yet? This stuff just doesn't work. What are you doing? You are saying something that's against what he said. 
and you're saying something against his character. We don't wanna do that, right? You're gonna go a lot farther saying what he says than saying anything opposite, right? Somebody say it with me. Great is his faithfulness. See, you already knew what I was gonna say. You guys are getting it. Amen. Great is his faithfulness. Let's say it together. Ready? Great is his faithfulness. Great. Vast. Amen. So I want to do something real quick. If you're on the helps team, I want you to stand up. If, you're on, if you serve in any capacity on the helps team, stand up and give each other a hand clap. Come on. I just want to say thank you for your faithfulness. And guess what? It's not paid, but yes, it kind of is. Because, and you guys can be seated. Um, actually, the rewards you will get in heaven outweigh a paycheck. I'm just, and you'd be like, oh, you're just saying that. No, I'm not just saying that. Honestly, we have no idea how big the reward is going to be for us being faithful where we're at. And not just serving here in the church, but serving where you're supposed to serve out there. We are servants. That is our number one calling. We are to be a faithful servant. Amen? A faithful servant. And I was thinking, you know, of faithfulness. I'm like, man, who's some of the most faithful people that I know? I'm going to say number one, my wife. (laughs) She is. She's one of the most faithful people that I know. Rachel's one of the most faithful people that I know. And I was thinking about somebody in church. Who's somebody that's one of the most faithful people that I know? And somebody that I was thinking, and the Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due, right? And he's probably not going to like this, but I'm going to call him up. So Gary, Shalom Gary, I call him Shalom Gary. I need you to come up here. Come here. Come here. Told you he probably wasn't going to like it. Come here. The Bible says, like I said, to give honor to whom honor is due. This guy came to my mind, and he is one of the most faithful people I have ever met, ever, and I probably will ever meet, Gary. Gary's always where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there, how he's supposed to be there, and he always increases what he's been given. He does it with a happy attitude. He does it with a pep in his step. He does it. Guess what? He's an example to me. He's an example to me. I look at his faithfulness and I'm like, man, I need to step it up. So I want to let you know we have a very godly example in this church of what it means to be faithful. And I just want to tell you that, Gary, that you're one of the most faithful people that I've ever met. And I just believe there's going to be an increase of the favor of God on your life above, far beyond anything you could ask or think. And I'm not just saying that. I believe that's what the Holy Ghost wants me to tell you. Can I reply? 
You can reply. Not by might, nor by power, but by the Holy Ghost fire of love within every single one of us. Amen. We are well able to live our Papa's will Amen. and his plan and purposes. And refreshing shalom and exceeding abundance is upon every single one of you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Why don't we stand up? So today's Help Sunday. If you're not on the Helps team, that was about 50% of you in here when the hands went up who aren't on the Helps team. I just want to let you know you have an opportunity today to be faithful in this area. If God's called you to this church, then you have an opportunity today to be faithful. And if God hasn't called you to this church, I encourage you, go be faithful serving in the church you're supposed to be in. Amen. If you're watching online, out of town, you need to be faithful in serving at a church. Why? Because King David said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tabernacles of the wicked. What does that mean? It doesn't matter how minuscule it may look, Serving in church, like I said, will yield a greater reward than what we think. And serving where you're supposed to serve and filling out your purpose and your calling out there as well will yield so much favor. See, we're called to serve here and we're called to serve out there. We all have a part to play. And not one part is more important than the other. But guess what, here, it's important. It's important. And we got a bunch of places that could use some more help. I will say, out of our percentage of people that serve, I did it the other day, it's 70% of the people. And what we did to calculate that is how many are on the helps team, divide that by how many people average, the average attendance on a Sunday, 70%. Can I tell you, it's still the highest I've ever seen, ever heard of. Give a hand clap. I asked pastors, and we just went to a church growth um, collaboration with uh, Mark Boer. Remember, he was here in June. Their church held it. Their church is not even that high. It's like 45%. We have 70%. Man, I mean, I think we should give a hand clap to our pastors because they've done something to instill into us that being faithful and serving is vital. And it's important. So remember, being faithful is being where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, how you're supposed to be there, increasing what you've been given there. Amen? That's what being faithful is. My time is coming to a close. I'm actually a minute over, so I don't know if I was totally faithful with the time just now. <laughs> but guess what? Yeah, grace. Thank you. I'm coming to the I'm coming to the throne of grace right now. Thank you, Lord. Because I want to give you guys time to go out there and check out the tables. And I, that's all I ask is just please, if if you're not serving, or maybe you want to serve in another department, or 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 what, just please just walk around, check your heart, see what the Lord would have you to do, not what I want you to do, not what Pastor wants you to do. What does the Lord have you to do? Because you answer to Him, not me, <laughs> not Pastor. You answer to him. So what would he have you to do today? Amen? And be open. Altar ministry workers, you can come up at this time. 
thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 